anyway, I had to go to county lockup 30 days and I got out and my friends, like any good military friend should do, um, said, you want to like pay rent or get food? No, let's throw a party and invite whores and, and have a gangbang. Hey, welcome back Four for the Road, everybody. I'm your host, Punk Rock, and we're here with the usual suspects. We got Andar Drifter here with us today, and we're going to hang out with uh, Galen, Lance, and Josh from Tulane Life. How are you guys doing today, man? Hey, hey guys. Sir. Great, man. Every day's a good day, you know? That's right. That's right. You know, the last time uh, the last time we had you guys on the show, it was, I think, right at the the like beginning stages of the Rona. We don't know what that means, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, what is that? I don't know. No, but one of the things, uh, you know, it was interesting because we were just like two months old when we did our first uh, run with you guys. So, so much has happened in the last 10 months, but we want to thank you guys for really putting us out there at the beginning of our, our start to this. It was really awesome for us. That was brand new to us as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's all—it's always a pleasure, you know. You, I mean, you guys are, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you guys hear this every day. Is you know, you guys are inspiring people to just get out there and ride their shit. Um, you know, not worrying about all this other mess that's going on, just getting lost on 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 these two lanes, right? Right. It's 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 like choosing life, man. Get out there and live. So we started putting that on our vlogs at the end of now. We're going to put quotes from people that write in, kind of like what you just said, to get everyone involved you know yeah i remember, I remember hearing about that oh sorry go ahead go ahead Dave. i was gonna say i think that you know one of the things we hit on last time we did this with with these guys too was uh you know we don't want to be one-dimensional for ourselves like obviously for us the three of us um the people that that we work with and stuff club affiliation motorcycle clubs is a huge part of, of what we do and what we love um but i don't want to be one-dimensional there's so many great things and aspects that you guys do um, that we love, that other people love. Um, I think last time before, before you know, it was just before you guys did the Route 66 ride, um, the videos that came out of that. I mean, anybody that's even like a little bit of a, of a history nerd like myself, the the Harley curator that you guys got with, uh, and then seeing, you know, the, the, the Texas stuff and going down and hanging out with Jace and, and seeing his shop and, you know, some of the, the bars and restaurants you guys stopped at. Uh, obviously, this latest one with, with the Death Valley run. Like you said, so much has kind of happened and changed since, since the very first one. And so much cool shit's going on um, that we want to promote that, and, and we love it too. Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, when we first started, our reach was really kind of the 70% were like 40 and younger. Uh, and then since YouTube kind of kicked in, we've got 70% of our audience is now 40 and older. Our Instagram is still 40 and under, 70% of the audience. So we've got this incredible mix of riders, uh, both young and old. And we have this worldwide approach to we get so many comments. With this little device, social media, has taken us globally. And we get all these comments from the UK about how they're still locked down and they can ride through us and the inspiration. It just, it's almost overwhelming at times. Well, onto what you just said, and I just want to touch on that. It's really cool for us to do what we really dig doing and doing just gnarly riding and going to cool places. But when you have young guys on Dynas, FXRs, club guys like yourself, this whole motorcycle world that all kind of dig the stuff that we're showing that's so bitching that's just like yeah. that's great well i think the uh the older and, crowds and, are looking back at 
at their younger days and they're maybe thinking, well, maybe I missed some of this and I want it back. And the younger guys are, are looking at it going, well, you know, this is a, a great way to, to spend your life. And I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I appreciate Thank that. You. Yeah. And we have a young guy with us. I mean, our footage is, you know, the first couple drops we did were through the iPhones and, you know, it was, uh, we asked him to join us to, we, we tried to do an iMovie and I don't think we even got past step one. <laughs> yeah, not yet. So we grab him and he, I think he thought it was, you know, kind of cool, but you know, are these guys going to really, what are they actually going to do? He was just helping us, you know? And uh, lo and behold, 10 months later and 11 months later, some of the drone shots and the footage and the story we're trying to tell, we were originally trying to keep these things to like eight to 10 minutes, uh, typical vlogging, you know, and we don't, it's rare that we're under 20 or 25 minutes now because we've, we feel like we want this cinematic approach to it. So people really capture the essence of Dave, what you were talking about, you know, the different areas and the beautiful views. Uh, and it's it's very inspiring to see what this young man has done really to help lift our channel. You know, I do have to say it's it's phenomenal cinematography that he that he's he's making happen. You know, I, I know we all enjoy it. And uh, so be honest, man, like, did you have anything to do with that Harley promo? Of his? No. OK. But yeah, was, how how, how, how rad was that? Number one. How cool was that? Number one, doing a Harley promo, and number two, getting it to do it with your boy, with with your son. That had to be just just rad as shit. Well, the the coolest thing about that is a lot of the people that worked on the set, where they they were a, a grip or a whatever their their best boy, whatever their job was, this the script lady. Even though our stuff wasn't scripted, they had an idea what they wanted to do, and they would let us flow. We would be filming and we'd see these people standing around, the working people with their clipboards and stuff, not working anymore, just standing there watching us. They were inspired by this story of riding. So it was like riding one again. So it was, it was really awesome. I mean, I can't say, I mean, my fun riding is with these guys right here. And I don't know if you know how we met Josh, but... You should tell us. The shipping guy at Thrashing, the kid there, Rob, we're like, we, we got to do these videos and we don't want to do this eye, you know, eye movie and stuff. And he's like, well, I know a guy. I'll give you his number. We called him. Next day, he was at the office limping on a broken tibia from a dirt bike crash. Came in, took our iPhone footage, did some stuff, did some editing. Then it was like he started going on trips with us. Now he's on every trip. But, you know, Galen has two uh, GoPros. I have two GoPros. He has a GoPro. We have the Sony camera, the drone. So it's like this camera world. But the team that we have here and what we do and how we just screw with each other and have fun with each other and just he's an old soul. He's 24, but he can hang out with old men and hang out with young dudes. <laughs> I do. But kind of back to, that, uh, back to that thing about the production on him. You know, that's not something that I was a part of, but as he was saying, we start off on phones and we're at where we're at now using all these different cameras and trying to tell a story and changing the way we edit stuff and how we tell a story. You know, something like that is definitely something that I would like to sit sit in, in on in the future and see how they do it, how they go about filming, maybe how they 
go about editing whatever it is so that as we go along we can kind of input some of those aspects into the way that we tell stories and make our videos you know well and i think what's what's really great about what you guys have so far and and where you might take it is people are making lists of of what you're doing so not only are you grading creating this great cinematography but also on the website for people that don't know they can pretty much go and and get almost a a kind of turn by turn map um yeah. to follow these same routes and even if you're just watching the videos and you haven't been on the website yet you know you can still kind of oh they went to this bar they went to this restaurant they went to this attraction on route 66 i know um for, for jim and myself and and ken we want to do a a trip to the west coast we want to start i'll start in wisconsin and jim will start in virginia all this stuff and then we'll go to the west coast and we're like, oh man we got to do route 66 and we got to stop here and we're planning this maps and stuff and and that's something people can pull off of what you guys are doing so i think that's another great aspect besides just that very uh -oh. visual part too it's, it's telling a story where people want to go back and i want to get drunk in this bar <laughs> right right <laughs> sure, sure. well I, I and i think we've been pushing that from day one is we wanted to make the site not so much about motorcycle parts although we do sell parts but it was more about if you're a traveler, um, here's a really awesome ride up, a dope ride up about the trip, points of interest, where we ate, where we stayed, and then this map. If you're in a car, you can take it for God's sakes. But um, it's interesting too, because we've had people reach out to us and we've actually made maps for them. We had a guy run up on us in Williams, Arizona. He saw us come into the town, got on his bike, left the bar he was at or wherever he was at, rips up behind us and starts screaming at us, two-lane life, and we pull into the gas station. It was the guy we had made a map for. And we didn't even realize we were gonna cross paths and he was so appreciative and he just loved the route that we gave him. And it was a pretty simple route, but he just, the scenery and camaraderie and the places we told him to stay and eat, absolutely loved it. Yeah, uh, for for like, for our trip and stuff like that, for for Jim and myself and and Ken, uh, I actually used your website with some other stuff and worked backwards. So we figured like so we'll be in different places. We figured a good meeting spot might be something like um, like Kansas City. So I took the the Route 66 trip that you did and I started working backwards to people that we wanted to visit in Oklahoma. And I'm like, all right, well this is here. And like uh, I think one instance was the uh, was it the Cadillac Ranch? Is that uh, one of the sites you guys? Saw? I was like, okay, well we can do this and connect it with that. So it's very cool to see how it all, it all inter kind of intertwines and interconnects. Wow, we appreciate that. Yeah, but that's nice. We didn't we didn't know you were doing that. We're gonna start charging for that. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon, Patreon. You know, you know what the funny thing is though? Now, every city we go in, it, it's it's weird to us, but it happens that we dig it. We have at least two to three different people ride up, walk up, or send us a picture. Or DM us and say, I just passed you on the freeway. You should go over to this bar or you should go here. And we do because we're once we leave the warehouse or the showroom, we go on a direction. We It doesn't matter where we think we're going that night. And we all think the same. We might end up somewhere completely different and we don't give a shit. You know, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's the way to so, do it. So, I mean, if you guys need somebody to help you drink beer or something like that and pay me, like, I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> Let's go out to Mon, uh, out to Jace's and have some Montuckies. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, Lance, on that point. Um, we generally kind of point a few places on the map or plot them on a map somewhere, and then that's kind of where we head, generally speaking. But 
the last two two or three runs we've been on, uh, viewers or subscribers have actually texted us and said, you're this close, you need to go here. Mm -hmm. And we've actually changed the route based on what they said. And it created some incredible content. And we're able to play on that because you know, we're not stuck to just a one or two day schedule. If we need to take three days or four days, we'll do that. Um, and it's, we've seen some just, in, we went up through the Salt River Canyon up through Arizona uh, and, and amazing. We've never been there, even though we spent a lot of time in Arizona, but that was a guy by the name of Dale Evans that runs a supercross team that we met up with in Tortilla Flat, which was another viewer that sent us to Tortilla Flat. So it's just, you know, this network of people helping guide our, our tour, if you will, or our trip uh, that helps us with the content. And then it just explodes from there with people, you know, being appreciative of us at least taking the route as well. And kind of, kind of going off that, another time that happened uh, on our last trip in Boulder, two trips ago, Boulder City, we kind of had a little ordeal <laughs> that kept us from leaving the city for the night. Uh, one thing led to another, and uh, oh, so we had oh, oh. What was her name? Well, it's a him. Uh, it's a him. His it's name a is him. Gilbert, and it's my Ooh. drone. Nah. The drone so, had uh, a force. So we were taking, we were getting some cool, you know, sun was coming down. We get some cool uh, drone shots of the skyline before heading out. And all of a sudden, I get this, like, notification warning, like, automatic force landing. So it was trying to land itself. I could steer it, but I couldn't go up anymore. So I ended up landing it in some sketchy little alley near these houses. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I have the GPS location. I go to hop on my bike. Won't start. Apparently, I lost my key like 200 miles before. <laughs> but, but, it was, but it was after. It must have been while riding because I, I got out of wherever we left from. So I have the little code that I can start my bike with, luckily. We're all mobbing around, no helmet, just fucking trying to find this thing. Long story short, one of their sniffers finds it, and we, we end up at this weird dude's house and whatever. But by then, it was dark. So we end up staying there. Um, we get dinner. We meet this couple outside of the second restaurant we go to, because blah, blah, blah. They end up knowing the dude that we had a meeting with in Boulder City earlier. And then they end up owning the restaurant that that dude told us to go to. And it was just a whole, it was a good time. We yeah. ended up hanging out with them the de next day. So coffee cup, Boulder city. Coffee cup, yep. So That's you change place cool. sometimes like a, it ends up working out. Yeah. It's a how series much, of fortunate uh, events there. How much has the drone kind of, kind of changed, you know, the, the angles and the shots and the production that you're able to bring um to the video i know you guys said you started off kind of just with the gopros and doing it from your iphones uh it seems like that drone and some of the others has really been a game changer uh getting some of those aerial shots and all that stuff how much has that that helped what you guys are doing i mean it it really has helped a lot and it's it's something where right when we started the way we were taking the shots it was very obvious that okay that's a drone shot okay all right they're using a drone we're doing really basic movements but as we've kind of progress now we're doing drone shots that are six inches off the ground where people might it might not even register in their head that that's a drone but we're kind of utilizing the camera equipment in a way that just helps tell the story better and just like you said it gives them a better perspective on the surroundings on you know the bikes whatever's going on it it definitely has been a game changer so and and we respect all the youtubers and guys out there that are doing it but um, 
we don't see the kind of content out there as often as as what we're putting out there and so we hope that that propels us to get the story out even further and our stories the narratives never changed it's about having good times getting out and writing the freedom of all of it um and and the inspiration that it takes you know we we get all these comments people that have left their bikes in the garage for years and now this year and maybe that's a positive thing that came out of this challenging year that we just went through that guys actually got out guys and, and women and men got out and started riding their bikes for the freedom of it all and that was a uh, one of the things that i had for for a topic too was that i think you're you're 100 right we don't see a lot of of youtube pages putting out the same kind of content you are in respects to i get you know that that cinema storytelling but also the writing and things like that. There are some other good ones. Uh, I don't know if you guys, I like uh, Steve Chamberlain. Does anybody follow him? We've seen on, him. On Instagram. Yeah. yeah. He, but other than, you know, you guys are really, besides him and, and a few others, and then obviously you guys, um, blending that, just getting out and writing, um, talking about writing. You got some shop videos and stuff like that where people can learn. You know, I think there's one, you guys are installing handlebars. You're doing um, an exhaust switch out. There's a, uh, a three-hole change. I mean, simple kind of everyday stuff um it's good for people to learn so you're kind of covering all these different bases uh the only thing you guys haven't done is put on mc cuts or sling crack yet but it's early it's early, <laughs> it's early. we got time we got time well I, i've always said and we we all agree with that that if you're riding and you're going to miles and you're you should even if you wash your bike yourself or you do that uh, three hole change with a couple or oil change you get to know your bike and if you are on the road and something happens even if you can't fix it, you might understand what's happening because you should know it, it's not just about riding because you got a machine that you never know, you know? Well, typically because our bikes are well-maintained, we don't have the issues knock on wood, but we definitely have them when we've got the yeah. 84 FXR with us or, yeah, the, yep. you know, we were with eight FXRs on the, we did another death Valley run to Kernville just last weekend. So that's going to be new vlogs coming up in the next few weeks. But it's great because it's young dudes ripping around on these FXRs and Dynas, and we took them to places, and they're like, we interviewed them. We got like the Supercross racer, Cole Seeley, my son, his buddies, and it's just, it's going to be a cool thing for a lot more people to watch it and relate to it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Death what Valley I, ones. Oh, go ahead. What, what I've noticed um, about your content too, which – which I think is awesome because I know that, you know, there's, there's sometimes you got to take multiple takes of something or it's like, you know, um, like there, to an extent it is kind of scripted, but it's, it all feels authentic and it all let, feels let me, like first let me tell you, let him finish his. Let me tell you though, we, <laughs> we usually do the one hit our ride shots and usually when we talk, it's like, what are we going to say? Or I say that we just go and, we, we usually never retake what we made. So it's pretty authentic. We don't have a script. It's just like, what happened just now? I mean, I, I think part of it is the iPhone and what we were doing to set up interviews in the beginning to both of us have known each other for a long time to now it's just, he's got the camera, we've got a camera. And it just, I think it's just more natural and yeah. we never, I mean, there's been a couple times when maybe there's been a little inebriation that's happened uh, that we've had to do too. <laughs> but that isn't so. Yeah. And if we screw up while we're talking, we almost want to leave it in. 
Right. And you there's, know? you know, like you said, or like he said, starting with iPhones and two, the, the first handful of trips that I didn't go on and there was no drone, no Sony or nothing like that. They just had their GoPros and he would be doing something on the bike and he would just fuck, he would just wander up with the GoPro. So, Hey man, what's going on? Like no plan, no nothing. So as we've come to the point where we're at now, sure, there's microphones and I got the Sony going, but like you said, we don't, we don't do takes. We don't say, oh, say this. I just get off with the camera and say, you know what? Like, where are we at? Tell them what's going on. One take and we're out of there. We do, do, we do the drone, drone stuff a little more uh, meticulously, but, you know, you got to do that. Yeah. Now, is well, that something say, where – oh, go ahead. Let's say you had uh, uh, some guys out there that, that are getting together with some of their friends and they're making a run, you know, a weekend run, and they wanted to record it. And just you know to to memorialize it. What's your biggest advice to those guys? Um, you know, I would say get a camera to as many people as you could. You know, it's not if you're shooting it for memories. There's a different way than if you're shooting it to film a video. You know, when we shoot, it's not we're not just recording the whole time. You know, we record the important stuff. But if someone's doing it for memories, you know, tell them. Take that GoPro out or camera out when you're at a random time at a gas stop when people are just shooting the shit or if there's really good scenery while you're riding, you know, or whatever it may be, just whatever clicks in your head. Like, you know what? I'd like to look back at that later. That's kind of that's the only advice I would have, I guess. And, and really for us, um, we didn't really have a lot of head head mounted stuff. We were all freehand. And I don't think I'd recommend that for a lot of people that. You know, it depends on if you're in a big group or not on your riding style as well. Like mount the camera to your chin or your head or your bike and pick it up that way and learn the shots that you can get there before you start messing with your hand controls. We like to drop our cameras a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we get different shots because we are like I have a stick that I can raise up. I can drop to the ground. Um, I can get around the bike. Lance likes to hold down low and we're hanging out over hanging, here, and yeah. so we get a lot of different angles and Josh is on his uh, low rider and he can come up the middle and get in between the two of us and flip back and forth and we've just I think we're getting better at kind of the different angles that we're capturing but for a group that's going out there's a group down here in uh, uh, Mulholland Harley that's riding and they've got a couple guys and they've just affixed some GoPros front and back and they just kind of manage the ride with that time lapse is cool and yeah. short, short little clips is the best yeah 10 seconds done 10 seconds done that way it's easier to edit for us yeah <laughs> maybe 30 seconds yeah but. so on our uh, on our instagram today i said that we were going to be be sitting down with you guys and if anybody had any questions send them in um the very first one we got was ask them what their secret is to getting that much time away from their wives so what's the secret? Uh, well, um, we hit, we, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna give, she doesn't, give a, she doesn't want me home. <laughs> I'm going to give him my quote that I tell everyone that's going to get married. And then I've lived my life that way too. I always tell him, yeah, here's the most important key. You got to become one with your, your spouse, wife, whoever. But at the same time, you better stay too, because if you don't, you're screwed. That's my thing. So drop the mic. Boom. So you got, you got to have your own life in your life. And 
this is a big part of my life riding with my buddies we take the girls with us on some trips they are going to go with us tomorrow in fact for a weekend but they have their own lives too they're not sitting around going where are you i need you i need you no they got their own stuff well my what no <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah there's a couple of things that we learned you know we were trying to get out every week for like two or three or four days depending on the week and we finally kind of just after stir just said hey look if we go a week out of the month maybe 10 days the amount of footage that we can get so that's what's kind of created this episodes or series that you're seeing us put out now instead of having one vlog that we're up in kern or now you have a series going through texas or route 66. so that that being said then that gives us three weeks to stay home so it's Which not a, not so but <laughs> in that same time we can take them on a ride we go to dinner every friday night together with our wives at, you know and and quite frankly they're pretty excited for the success our families are super stoked on what's happened in the 10 11 months that we've been alive in this uh, channel it's just and so they're they're our biggest cheerleaders at the same time i've had my wife say aren't you guys going to go get some more footage so yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what we do now i mean we have stuff we do but this is our full-time gig so it's easy to say, hey, we got to go. We need some And more they don't want to go on every ride. So yeah. you, you got to sprinkle those in so that they enjoy it as well. And we don't always film when they're on the rides. Sometimes it's just let's go out and, and chill for a couple of days. Do they, uh, do they have a favorite spot? I mean, all these different places that you guys have been and, and taking the family and the wives, do they have a favorite ride? Any town that has a lot of boutiques and some great restaurants, that's their favorite because they can go walk the street and enjoy the little shops and that. But like Murphy's is, is one that they like uh, up in up in Northern California there, uh, Sonora, uh, kind of that area. We've we've done a lot of Paso Robles, uh, Cambria, that area kind of coastal. But, you know, they've done 650 mile days, too. So they'll go out and stretch with us. Oh, they've been in the snow. They've been in the rain. They've been in the wind. And they've never complained. They're actually good passengers. Yeah. Dude, I need your guys' problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not making any money on this yet. So we're just, you know, we're trying to feed the bottom of the trough. Man, I've, I've been, I was, I was talking to my wife about this. I said, man, I need, you know, because I, I was talking to her about the, the show that we're doing tonight. And I was just, man, like, I need that job. Like, I fucking, <laughs> I hate my job. <laughs> I, need, I need a new one. I don't know how it worked out like this. I mean, we're, we like to create and we got into this and now we have like this network. We create these videos and we have videos in the can and we got people that want to see more. And we actually have people that uh, we work with in the industry that love the fact that we're bolting on their parts and riding around the country and people are seeing it. And we definitely will never have in our videos or vlogs of us traveling and we you know we're going to eat we're going to go drink somewhere we're going to we're not going to do a, uh hey look at our this piece on our bike that's not what we're about we'll talk to you later on our monday live or friday live about parts or if we do a video on parts but when we're riding it's all about positive vibes fun and the best part of it is going to that cool restaurant finding that cool bar i mean we have bars uh, in Arizona that know who we are when we go in there. I like that. <laughs> we yeah. have birds in many places. Yeah. Well, and I think too, one of the things that, that 
that you hit on was, you know, there are a lot of parts videos out there on YouTube, which is great if you want to see what a part is about or how to install it or learn a little bit about it. But, you know, there are less videos um, that show what it's like to ride cross country using this brake setup or using this seat. Or, you know, I know you guys are big fans of the Legend Suspensions. Yeah. And talking about how that holds up when you just rode from California to Chicago. Um, right. You know, it's not possible for every YouTube video to do that. I get that, but I think you know that's another kind of attribute that you guys bring that maybe we don't have as much of in this in this market. Well, and that's that's kind of why we, as we started getting a little bit longer in the tooth with the channel, is we started this Instagram live on Monday, so we do that at three thirty, and then we do a YouTube live on Fridays at three thirty, and that was really more around let's call that our garage talk. That that's the place where we can have discussions in a forum. And we get tons of questions there about the rotors that we run or the suspension or the seat. Um, so that's really allowed us to have kind of that more, you know, interactive place with the with the people that follow us. So it's been pretty cool to see that actually grow. And you can give an honest opinion because when you tell someone that you like your legend suspension or your, your clockworks windshield, whatever you're using, they know that they just saw you on a video in Texas and they're going, all right, well, yeah, they use it, you know. But if someone asks a question on a tire or something that we haven't run, we're honest about saying we don't know anything about that. But what we do know is we've run these tires and here's the amount of miles and here's why we like them. That's all we can offer to you. We are not the auto parts specialist. Um, we're probably going to be there someday, but today we're just about what we run, the equipment that we've run, uh, because we have knowledge about it. So, so, so speaking of equipment, ahead. you guys have just upgraded the bikes too, right? Well, we actually have a, a couple Harleys from Harley Davidson's pool for the 2021 CVO stuff. Uh, where they luckily were able to ride around on them and have fun on them and, and get some shots. And so that's a cool thing that we've run into from doing miles like we do. Yeah. So, I'll, and I'll back up just a second because there was a question about you know, the shoot, the promo that Lance did. Um, you know, his son's been able to do a bunch of stuff with Harley, and, and it's been very cool. Um, our channel was there, and there was a gentleman from Harley that talked to little Lance or Junior, saying, hey, is your dad on this channel? And he said, I think you're cooler than Lance, didn't he? <laughs> he goes, is that your dad with the mustache? Oh, he's way cooler than you. So we're <laughs> we're actually so happy and stoked that him and his son were able to go out and share this experience uh, and be part of that, you know, that launch because that that shows the father son, you know, they've been together a long time, thirty plus years, and they've been through motocross and companies that they built, and um, and then to see them go out and be part of that launch. Yeah, it was really, truly helped Tulane life as well. Um, and so, you know, we've been lucky enough to have some conversations with Harley. Uh, and they've given us some bikes to use. And there could be at some other projects down the road, we hope. Uh, but they want us to take these, you know, bikes out there and showcase them for them. And so you kind of you kind of gave us this background on, on how you got connected for the Harley promo and, and things like that. Um, does that kind of springboard then to the conversation about what's next? Uh, where do you guys see yourselves going from here? I know you mentioned maybe more parts. 
um, you know, maybe more production videos and stuff like that. Do you guys are just kind of going with it or do you have a plan like, you know, in six months we'd like to be doing this or 12 months we want to be doing this? Is there something like that? Well, we have a, a whiteboard in our studio over there and we have 12 trips, big trips from the East Coast, uh, the deep south. A bunch of things we're doing, but Harley might integrate some of their production in with us on some of our trips. So it's kind of still wide open and that's kind of how we flow. But there's a full schedule this year of where we'll be. But on a, a finer point to that, we put a business plan together. I, I came out of the financial world, so I have to have planning. These guys get sick of me saying that, but they're the creative dudes. But we put a plan together last year about the number of subscribers we wanted, the number of Instagram impressions, um, the growth that we could see, um, revenue that we wanted to, to make. And literally, we surpassed all of that. And we wanted 10,000 subscribers in 12 months. We're over that a month early. Uh, our Instagram, we thought we could get to maybe 5,000. That's at 11,000. Uh, there's a lot of joint teamwork that goes on for these things and um, the partnerships that we've that we've you know dealt with have all been there standing behind us um, so it's we've experienced better growth than we thought that we would have and it just to put it in perspective from March to the end of August we had a thousand subscribers on YouTube we dropped the Sturgis launch we dropped a Sturgis packing video at the beginning, at the end of July, we, we dropped our Sturgis launch. And from the end of August to where we are today, we have 11,000. So we picked up 1,000 in, in six months and, a, and another uh, 9,000, 10,000 in five months. So we think that's just going to really springboard itself. And then hopefully these projects with Harley and other things help push us out. To, we we want to send a message to people. Right. Go we, ride. Well, we have uh, several videos that'll be going to start playing, and there are videos. And and one thing Harley said, which I liked, is when I said, "Do you want us to be actors or do you want us to be ourselves?" And they said, "We want you guys to be yourselves." So they're going to actually start putting our videos on their HD TV platform. So that'll be cool. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I think that that when we talk about what we would like to do as a platform and things like that, it's harder. Uh, uh, you know, I can't take a GoPro on a club run and, <laughs> and yeah. film everything. Um, some guys would get really, really mad at me. Uh, there's just a different aspect to what we can, can share. So <laughs> let, let me just jump in real quick. Uh, so have you guys, your whole thing that you got going on here with the filming and all, it, it would make such an awesome serialized Twitter. TV show. So have you guys talked to Netflix or Amazon Prime or anything like that about getting something started there? No, not as of yet, no. I mean, we've had some comments because uh, there's that uh, the long way up with the traveling on the mm -hmm. live wires across, and they're like, hey, you guys should reach out to Apple TV. Um, you know, that that's, could definitely be in the cards down the line. Um, me being a little bit of a... I don't want to say perfectionist, but I'm, right now I'm like, you know what? It's good, but there's a few things I'd like to fix if it was going to be on a platform like that. I would imagine if it was on a platform like that, there would be other production involved as well. But, you know, if, if doing something like that meant getting this out to more people and making it more accessible, then awesome, you know? I think, well, I think it absolutely through the roof. 
Yeah. I mean, we've had we've had a lot of comments on people saying you should approach, and um, we actually had discussions about reaching out to a couple of folks. Um, one was Discovery, and the other one was was at HGTV, or we, and we know some people around. So we'll when we get to the point where we think it's good enough, then. Uh, yeah. But I, I got to tell you, if you look at our last drop yesterday, uh, there's some drone shots that come across the back end of the bikes and over the top of the bikes that, to me, look very cinematic. It's very, it looks like a television show, kind of a or an action show, you know, if you if you will. But um, so we're we're excited. But just to to finish, kind of the other piece. So we do have a plan for this year, and the plan is to get our butts out there as much as like Lance was talking about organized trips uh we've got a new th approach to kind of our youtube that we're talking to some of our partners with that that would be interesting for us um this harley thing could be really interesting for us uh, we really want to see ourselves become you know micro influencers so can we get into that today we have about thirty-five thousand between all the channels uh, almost 40 um, with all the subscribers and, and so forth. Our goal is to keep it real and still keep some authenticity to it because we don't want to get into this production where we're just, we want cool shots and we want us still talking, having a blast. Our favorite thing is showing up in a new town or even one that we've been to and it's still the same or it's new and it's different. Um, it's that whole adventure that we live for, and we're lucky to be able to do that on our bikes. And nice. part of that, too, you know, when you're doing those productions, you might be, it might take like three or four hours just to film like one section of road, one little turn, because there's all this different stuff going on. For us, you know, we all got our GoPros going. The only thing that really takes any extra time is like if we're going to do drone shots or if we're going to film an interview that might take a little longer than it would to just pull over and get a drink of water. But for the most part, we're running and gun. I mean, we're filming as we go. We're not, we're probably covering more miles in a day while filming than maybe the average Joe would cover just riding and not even touching a no, camera. That's so, true. So that's that's kind of the goal. That's a hundred percent sure. We could get a group of guys just going on a trip and we'll go on the same road filming. We'll still beat them to the end. Not that we're in a race. But that's just how we do it, you know. So that's well, what we're and you guys, am I am I going to cut out again if I start talking, or can I talk? No, you can talk. Come on, man. You know, I think, you, know you, you mentioned something like the Discovery Channel too, and 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 well, that you know that stuff is awesome, and and it would be a huge success and everything else. But I think you know one of the pitfalls, if that's the right word, um, you know, when when some of that stuff comes out, this is, you know, you lose that authenticity, like like Galen was talking about. And I think, you know, for some of the casual observers, those shots are what they really love. That's that, that those dramatic drone shots, the bikes, all that kind of stuff. For the motorcycle enthusiasts, for, for the guys like us, you know, we, we see that that low rider stuck in the sand and you guys trying to push it out. We're like, oh, I can relate to that shit. I agree with you. I agree 100%. <laughs> we always want to be that. Just with new adventure involved. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should have seen that. He thought it was pretty cool. I was just doing a little burnout, getting cool. Yeah, that, I looked at the rear view, the rear wheel sinking down. All of a sudden, it just caves, and all that sand and soot and shit just, I'm stuck in there. I'm like, yeah, hey, boys, I need some help. It was really soft, and uh, we got him down in the frame. 
And I figured since I had a camera going on my head, I'd just yeah. let them screw around in the dirt. We're trying to pull and do the thing, and he's filming. Like, come on. <laughs> get, get over here pull on this sucker. See, and, and the Discovery Channel, they can't capture that. No, right. they would not. No. <laughs> no. Cut. Yeah. No, but if you had your own <laughs> show that you were in control of. That would be know, cool. On, like, Netflix. You know, that that you do once a week, I think that would work out. Yeah. Hey, see, I'm not saying you guys aren't huge yeah. now, but like when you guys get even bigger, just remember the little guys, okay? Just remember us little guys. You helped us from the beginning. We're still the little guys. To. We're just the guys. That's uh, you know, I and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. My son said the reason why you, people like what you guys are doing is because you're real dudes and they can relate to you. You could be a, a famous star that's sponsored by a motorcycle company, and people aren't gonna believe what they say about their stuff. The first thing they're going to say is, oh, they're getting paid from them. That's true. So very true. Yeah. And I think we're not getting paid. I can tell you that right now. The only guy that's getting paid in this room is right here. <laughs> As he points to Josh. Yeah, but a lot of work, though. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, like we were talking about the length of videos earlier. Uh, when I was in business school, I just I happened to pick up a camera for fun, ended up you know, finding a way to make a li little living off it. Um, and that's kind of what brought me here. You know, I don't have any formal training or anything, but long story short, at the time I was doing like music videos and stuff like that, where it, it's maybe a two to three minute video. And I would say, all right, I'll have that for you in a week. And I would spend all week doing it kind of on and off. But, and when we started our videos and they were shorter, 10 minutes of phone footage or GoPro footage, sure, that's totally doable. Uh, now, when we're doing 35, 40 minute videos, you know, the conversations take up a lot of time editing because I go, they're both recording. You know, it's not just one camera picking up both audios. I'm going back and forth editing that. I'm syncing up the time from my GoPro filming them talking. Then we got drones. There's color. There's, you know, fixing the audio, all this stuff. So now, like a lot of my time out of the week goes to just editing these vlogs that sometimes get finished at. Tuesday night at 4 a.m. when they drop on Wednesday. Um, so I think that's definitely one thing that people don't realize is, oh, they're just they're just traveling around making videos. Like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. We, we all love what we do. But between the editing and the store and the emails and writing the blogs and, and them contacting companies and sending out orders and all the stuff that we do as a team, it's a lot of fucking work. Totally. So, are, are you bleeping you know. him? Because <laughs> I'll just say this though: the very Ken, first you got to bleep him. He's... The, the very first trip he went on with us. What did you have? A Yamaha? What? I had a, I had a Yamaha FZ07, which is like a naked bike because my FXR was in the shop, and you know. So we took him on like a fifteen hundred mile trip through the rain, snow, desert, wind. We really screwed him up, and we're like, he's never going to go with us again. We bought a Harley, and now he's with us. And know? literally, he. We got. We were in the top of Kit Carson Pass, just outside of uh, Lake Tahoe, and we had just witnessed this flat rainbow. Like it was just sick. And then all of a sudden, we start climbing, and the weather comes down. And we stopped at the top of that thing and got him off the bike. His hands were clamped around the bars. Oh yeah, we have like, all been there. Two months. Yeah, so he was, had no feeling in his like hands. Twenty-eight to thirty-two degrees. There was a mix of snow, hail, and rain. Uh, I didn't know what rain gear was at the time because that was my first uh, long distance ride. 
So yeah, it was, it was absolutely freezing. I'm hyperventilating at this, you know, I'm dying, but at the same time, just absolutely loving it. Um, but yeah, we get off and I couldn't feel my levers or anything. My pride to the bars and put my hands on his heated grips. And <laughs> that was ne hilarious. needless to say, he's a tough guy and he earned his spot. Well, we had to test him. <laughs> so what kind of, uh, record whenever you, uh, do these editings, uh, what kind of, um, what program do you use to edit these things? I use Adobe Premiere Pro and After Effects. Um, so a little bit of both. There's kind of a lot of stuff where you merge the two programs to make a certain effect happen or whatever. But Premiere Pro is, that would be my answer. So he's got, uh, he's got licenses to music. He's got some things that, you know, that we have to do a lot of stuff with YouTube as well to make sure that our content, um, if we want to monetize that, that that we're in line with the direction they're going. So, um, we, we've run into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can, every time we play a song in the background, we get our hands slapped by YouTube. Yeah. Right. But it's really only one song. As long as we're, if we're playing Dick Down in Dallas by Trey Lewis, we're, we're going to get censored. It's yeah. going to be a little every flag that pops up. <laughs> and when, uh, when the song first came out, Dave played it, and then he, like, I don't, I don't want to say, like, promoted it, but, like, he mentioned it on the four for the road and then, like, tagged him in it, and he wrote back. He was just like, hey, guys, that's awesome. Thanks. Really? Well, I think because, know that. like, the first, the, one of the first outros we tried to use was uh, Hit Him Up by Tupac. <laughs> 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 and, and that didn't go over so well. So then we found this independent artist and used his thing, and, and YouTube hasn't yelled at a sense so we got that going for us but apparently if you use tupac you will get yelled at by youtube of oh, yeah. course so you said that you couldn't go film when you're riding with your 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 club because some guys wouldn't dig it do they like what you're doing here on the platform yeah i think you know it's it's different so obviously when we go on runs or when we're doing stuff we do take pictures with, with our with, with our friends with our club brothers and stuff like that um but on a platform like this it's just a little bit different we try to be more careful that we represent, um, you know, we represent ourselves, but we also could, you know, if we do something negative, that could have repercussions, um, you know, for other people that maybe we represent with our patches. So we try to be cognizant of, of that. Uh, so because there's so many different clubs that, that follow our page and that interact on here, we don't ever want to put something out that would be detrimental to that. Uh, you know, for it is what it is with clubs, uh, the good and the bad. Um, for most of us, we think that's kind of, you know, one of the downsides, but we, we understand it. You know, it is, it is what it is. And, and how's your growth been? You know, you guys were getting started as well a, a year and a half or whatever it was ago. How, how's it been going for y'all? Slow and steady, I would say. <laughs> well, yeah. Ken, is our, Ken is our numbers guy. What do we do? We do like 19 countries for a podcast. No, so our the the podcast is probably the biggest one. Um, we're in. I checked the other day. It was at like thirty seven countries. We're in um, about eighty thousand followers for the podcast at, as a whole. Right. Nice. Um, yeah, I just want people to start reading our articles more too. That'd be cool. We um, have eighty thousand people listening to this bullshit. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> and you know what? You know what bothers me? Is that my clothes? Not one of them. He could learn something. Not <laughs> so. What platforms is it on? Like you have it on YouTube, uh, YouTube, Spotify, dude. If it hooks up to Anchor, it's on there. 
Okay. <laughs> nice. So, and yeah, and that's, and that was, you know, that 80 grand, that's, that's over all different platforms. That's, you know, Apple podcasts, right. and Google, whatever. Cause I, I don't know. I'm, I'm an iPhone guy, so I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's over all of those, but I was, that's I was cool. kind of shocked because I think Andar, we, when we looked uh, the first time Andar was, I think him and him and his wife were kind of like throwing shots at each other back and forth. And she's like, yeah, you're a little podcast. And he's like, hold on little podcast. And he asked me, <laughs> I logged in and looked at it. And I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> That's awesome. But see that, what that tells me is you guys enjoy what you're doing and you really didn't care about where you were at. And when you saw where you're at, you're like, wow, this is awesome. Oh yeah. That's exactly how it was. I like, we like, to, we like to bill it as a bunch of guys what it would sound like if a bunch of guys uh, went for a ride and then stopped and were at a campfire and just bullshit about stuff they love. And that's what we try to make this. Love it. And love I think it. because of that, because of that club aspect, we're never going to be able to monetize this and we, and we don't want to. Um, that's not our goal. Uh, our goal is like a, you know, when we look at, for us, we look at guys that were came up in the fifties and the sixties, um, even in before that. And, 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 you know, they preserved, motorcycle club history so there's famous photographers there's same famous writers and stuff like that not that we think that we're in that league but that's just something that we're shooting for or is preserving it as best as we can and so we can't make money we don't want to make money off of that um you know so we're gonna keep being nine to five guys too but also just trying to do this and saying yeah there are a lot of negative um narratives out there there's a lot you can turn on the news google motorcycle clubs whatever and you're going to find more negative than you are positive this is a chance for us to try and control that narrative and say you know yeah whatever there's that negative but here's all the good shit that we see from it or all the good shit we want to bring uh from it and some people dig it and some people don't but we're not for everybody yeah i mean and if if you you know that that's that's been the mission the whole time was we're, we're not here to make a buck and I mean, even if we were making money off of this, it's not like it's going in. It's not like it would go into our pockets anyway. It would just go back into the product to make a better product for the consumer. Right. You know, like I was doing, um, I own Bastards on Supply Company and I have, you know, I have, I have a, a four for the road line where people, you know, I'm taking all of the 100% of the profit goes to the motorcycle profiling project. Right. And, you know, we all, are in agreement that it affects everybody. It's not just club guys. Or it's not just, you know, one percenters. It's, it's everybody on a bike. Right. Um, you know, and that's, we're not making any money off of that. The only thing that we're seeing from that is like, if you go to the website, you buy a t-shirt, that's what you'll see from it. Gotcha. But it's, it's not, that's not beer money for me. You know, right. that's not, it's not beard cream for, for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, and, and just remember when you pay your, when you pay your taxes though, you're paying Ken's salary. Because he's still serving. He's still in. So we're going to go do the Liberty Bell tour. We're going to do Maine. We're going to go down with Civil War stuff. We're going to go in the Deep South, find some funky bars down there. So we're going to so, be around. So when I first got introduced to to Tulane to Life, so I'm a, I'm an Army guy. I went to uh, Fort Benning, Georgia. And uh, uh, there's there's some memorials there. So if you've ever been to Fort Benning, or if you guys go on your, uh, on your Deep South stuff, um, Fort Benning, Georgia has an infantry museum just off post and you can, anybody can go there. It's open to the public. You don't have to go on post or anything like that. And then behind it, there's a parade grounds where like the infantry guys, where we graduate. Uh, and then there's memorials behind it. And so my unit, uh, they have a, uh, an Iraq and Afghanistan memorial and I'll go there and check it out. I try to go once a year if I can, but anyway, so I went, 
Uh, and then it was my two years ago that you guys did uh, Jason's podcast. Uh-huh. A year and a half. Oh, uh, less than a year ago. No, we did we did him a year ago, and then we did it again well, in, well, Texas. We in Texas. Yeah. So the very first one, it was right after you guys had just done yeah. done that one. And so I'm in like the sh- the back road. So you can leave out of Fort Benning and, and stay off the interstate and take two lane roads the, the whole way down to uh, to Florida. And that's where I found you guys. It was like on these shady back roads, no lights, no nothing, just on the bike listening to the uh, the podcast in, in my in my helmet through the Bluetooth. So uh, if you guys do get a chance to go to, to Georgia, there's some awesome back roads uh, uh, through Georgia. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. If you guys get a chance to go through Jacksonville, Florida, I would uh, recommend not. <laughs> <laughs> this place is fucking garbage. Uh. <laughs> Didn't you just get a road glide? I did. Yeah. Are you digging it? I fucking love it, man. It got, oh, it got, awesome. it got stolen already in Jacksonville. No. No. <laughs> no, I keep it in the garage. Hey, Ken, we need to get you some suspension somehow first. That's your first deal. My suspension? Yeah, we'll get that. We've got to figure that out for you. But I don't know, it's man. I need exhaust intake bars first. Okay. I think if you were here and you jumped on one of our bikes and took it for a rip, you'd be like, holy shit, this is what I got to do. Oh, no. But see, here's the thing is like when you guys were promoting, um, not promoting, I keep saying promoting, but like uh, when you guys are talking about Legends suspensions. Yeah. Um, dude, I went and like, <laughs> I immediately went to the website. I was like, oh, like. You know, I just had, I just, I've always ran the stock shit. So I was like, oh, I wonder, you know, it can't be horrible. And then I looked at it and I just like cried and died a little bit. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is expensive. But yeah, you know, but actually, I mean, it's worth it. If you'd actually do your military stuff and get promoted, you could afford it. <laughs> Damn. Listen. Damn. And that's another nice thing about having this. And, and, and I think we're going to, military. Terry guys, for whatever reason, are attracted to motorcycles, um, and then another smaller percentage of that are attracted to, to club life and being able to connect with these guys. Um, obviously, at different times, but Jim and I served in the in the same area, and that's how I know him. Um, you know, Ken, I know through military connections and stuff like that. So, I mean, just seeing how, how choosing this one career path and doing it for three years or, or retiring like Jim did, you know, it really it, it brings you a connection. So you have the motorcycle, you have this military stuff. Um, and it really does allow you to meet just the, the coolest people. Like these guys, these guys are the best. And, and I'm thankful that I can ride and, and see them. And that's awesome. And you guys, you three and us three over here, we all have this different thing going on, but we are all connected through the bikes. Absolutely. 100% what it is, man. Is that- so let's, let's get it back to a uh, two lane life. Uh, what are you guys doing business wise? What are you trying to promote right now? that you want people to, to go out and look at on your website or whatever it is you're putting out in the public. We're going to do an infomercial for you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, one of the things we quickly realized is our, you know, with the amount of energy and time and money it takes, we've got to start figuring out some revenue streams. And our, our first uh, kind of thought around our website was just promoting the parts on our bikes um, and we are drag dealers, drag specialty dealers. So we do offer other parts, but we haven't really promoted any of that. And so we are starting to get, uh, oh. well, I think we got a whole new vibe. We're going to start robbing some banks, man. <laughs> so you, you got to explain to the listeners what just happened. <laughs> uh, he went, 
the door that he got on his phone because that's a priority for him. Like he's got this obsession with the phone and, and stuff, but he's talking out of it. So right then he, he walks over to the door and uh, he sees an opportunity. The hat was available. Well, I heard you talking about how we're going to make money or doing this. I figured we start robbing banks. Man. So, well, I, you know, doing that with all the masks. People, people watching your videos probably wonder, like, where do you pack underwear when you got to make room for a hat, drones, you know, extra cameras, GoPros? You just buy underwear as you go, throw it out. The biggest question I get is, where do you keep your hat? And I look at my bike, and I always ask them. I go, if you looked at my bike. And you saw the tour pack, you should assume it goes in the tour pack. Yeah, yeah I'm concerned about where do they keep extra clothes? Right. Well, I'm going to see the 3200 on the back of his bike, <laughs> you know, an airplane wing that he's got all his shit in. But, uh, but that's one of our major initiatives is expanding that site to even go to the metric side. And, you know, because we do get calls in asking about side by side Yamaha, Honda. And we just don't support that right now. We can get it, but every time we do something like that, we have him, while he's trying to edit, put up a part. And then there's all the fitments, and so there's all this stuff that goes into it. Um, but we're, we're kind of retooling and refocusing some of that for, for the, uh, 2021. For the time that we've been doing this, we've sold a lot of parts. Yeah. For how infantile. And we are. didn't expect that yeah. completely. I, even our apparel. I mean, we're a drag dealer now. Yeah, well, so you, you were that. on the phone. Oh. So we didn't hear <laughs> you were robbing hey, drag. I'm thanks a drag. For, thanks for coming to the conversation, Lance. We appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> so now, when when so I ordered I ordered uh, the floor the thrashing floorboards for the bagger. I have a 2020 Road Glide, and then yep. the twice cut, and then the uh, the twice cut perch clamps. Just because I'm I'm trying to be fancy. Uh, who's packing that up? Are you guys packing that for? Did they get packed and shipped? By you guys or somebody else do it? Uh, I don't know where you ordered it. Did you get it from Tulane or Thrash? Yeah, yeah, Tulane. Then, then they we walked over and got it from them, and then we sent it to you. All right. I just want to see if you guys were too good to be packing your own equipment yet. Oh, oh, yeah. Jesus, we uh, we were sweeping the warehouse this morning. We have uh, they're right across the alleyway in the parking lot. They're in the same complex we are. We okay. we, pack, we pack our own equipment. Believe me. <laughs> For now, for until the Discovery Channel calls. Well, it's funny because like we, I, I got it. We had an order that came in, and I called the guy because his address or something was was messed up. And next thing you know, he is like, could not believe that the three of us were in the room listening to him and I have a conversation. He couldn't stop screaming and yelling, and but the literally, he said, my buddy just said, if you call the shop, they're picking up the phone. It's just that this is it right here. I mean, there's not maybe the accountant, but there's no one else aside from us. Yeah. So like we just did a, an apparel drop with our T-shirts and we ended up a hundred and something orders of pre-order stuff. And by the time we got the shirts, we're all in here just and it's not heavy lifting. It's just getting shit yeah. done. Yeah. And that's another thing that I like that, that you guys are doing that, that we don't have. Um, when we give out our number, it's just because people want to fight us. So you know, they're, yelling, they're yelling at me for completely different reasons. So no, it's, it's well, I mean, in their defense, too, it's it's never like, what's your phone number? It's all it's it's the preemptive thing. It's it's like shut out there first. It's like, well, hit me up. Let's 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 run them. Right. <laughs> so how do we support your narrative? Oh, you're doing it right now. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Being here, well, your your time and your 
in your yeah. conversation, man. That's how that's how you support us, man. And we we definitely do appreciate it. And I think that's a really good question because that's probably one that I never thought out of. Because um, I don't know that we want not want, but you know, we don't expect anybody to support us. We're reaching out to people that we enjoy. We're reaching out to people that present a different it's all about the narrative, I guess. Like we're not, you know, it's just reaching out to people that have a different perspective of narrative of, of something that we love. Um, like, like I think it was Lance that said, you know, the motorcycle kind of binds everybody and then that's what we love. And, and any chance we can get to promote people that are just doing awesome shit. That's what we want to do. Yeah. Well, because there's, there's no money involved in this at all on our side. So we just go where we want and we go to people that we like, like you guys. So that's it. That's all we do. And that's the cool thing, like you're saying. It's like us six are talking here, and we're different parts of the country. We have different styles of what we're doing. Uh, but there's a bunch of other people that know you guys, know us guys, and they're all different. It's like this circle of because of yeah. the motorcycle, it's badass. It's it's why we do it. Yeah. Absolutely. The circle of trust. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys um, – I'm trying to convince – uh, Jim here to, to sleep out in Death Valley um, with me in separate, sleeping bags, in separate sleeping bags but he doesn't want to do it he doesn't want to do it, he wants a motel Well, he wants he, to sleep in Death Valley in September it'll be hot as shit but no, hey, September should be okay you think? yeah well I'll tell you what, we do a lot of hotel uh, no we don't, we camp everywhere but <laughs> we have a trip coming up and we're not even going to tell you what it's about but it's going to be fun so different and so badass and i can't wait to do it so so well we're a little bit older um and in our youth you know he was a river guide my family ran rivers we did hunting and fishing and camping and now we we love motel six <laughs> no, really but and don't get me wrong like i don't want to sleep outside anywhere else on this trip but i I want to spend one night outside in, in Death Valley. Well, there's a place in Panama Springs that you'll see next Wednesday on the drop we're doing. Um, it's just a little bit on the edge of Death Valley, and they have these little slabs and these these tents that are on them, and two cots are in there. We'll open it. You'll see it in the video, but there's a bunch of them, and you can actually rent the spot and sleep out in the desert and be in Death Valley. But we've actually talked about it, too, because – you know, you don't have any of this light interference that's coming in. And if you catch it right, it's going to be one of the most epic star shows you're going to see. So, I mean, I can go back to Monument Valley. There's a, a place on the San Juan River that we stayed at. But it's like we're always hanging out, a bunch of people drinking. And then the next thing you know, you're sleeping and gone. But it's like I want to go out there at 3 in the morning with no moon and, and just there's no lights no for miles, lights, you yeah. know. So, like, like for myself, uh, I basically live in southern canada um so my wife and i actually we flew into vegas and then drove a uh, rental car through death valley and i think uh i don't remember the place that you guys were at that's the gas station that's right near those the sand dunes that everybody goes to and then there's the bar and the motel. i love that bar across from the gas station, yeah that bar that's in that hotel but yeah. then uh, i remember we drove whatever that road is that goes from 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 that bar and then you end up in like lone pine california the one night and that was just that I would love to be on a bike. I, that's what I want to do. That's where I want to sleep. That's where I want to ride. I want to see that part of Death Valley awesome. on a bike. We've been on it a lot. You need to go on to Beatty as well. Okay? And there's a little place called the Happy Burrow, Chilean Burrow. And it's Chilean Happy Burrow, Chilean Beer. 
and it's a bar that's probably the size of it's this size table right here. It's, it's 10 by 10. And it's just, <laughs> we were in there the other night. We walked in there. It's a little hole, and it's, it's uh, four guys in there with their hard hats and just muddy boots. and Gold miners. Yeah, they were gold miners. We started talking to them. We bought them a round of drinks, and it's like everyone and I were all just buddies hanging out in the bar, and some dudes on bikes and, and guys the, that dig. and The drinks were like, it was 30 bucks. I love buying guys. Just, guys drinks in that bar because there could be 20 people there and yeah we're gonna buy everyone a drink and the bill's like 25 bucks <laughs> <laughs> that's our kind of place yeah yeah so i guess i'm just gonna get jim drunk enough to where he passes out outside and then there i'll call it then i'll just call it sleeping bag Easy to oh act. that's never happened <laughs> <laughs> oh really the pipe of bangkok that's never happened <laughs> well, i don't the know what you're talking about bangkok what's that the pipe of bangkok <laughs> yeah that's a long story that nobody wants to hear that's, that's a long story i'll tell there. you later <laughs> what's uh what is the uh what is the statute of limitations for the u.s navy it, there is none <laughs> you take that shit to your grave <laughs> you could dude i mean if they can catch you they could i found out today that they could stop your retirement check if they found out that you had a fraudulent enlistment really yeah well yeah Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So Jim's right. You take all of that shit to your grave. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like, all the like, I timestamped it. All that shit that I was getting ready to talk. I was like, I'm not, I'm not messing around. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, it doesn't need to be said, but we, we feature the American flag a lot in our in our vlogs, and I have family member that is still serving that have served retired we've had people that have passed in the service um we don't take our freedom for granted and you know whether the job sucks or doesn't suck we just appreciate because typically you're not going to make as much money as if you're in the private sector we just appreciate people like you that you know bear it out and go do their jobs and and fight for everything that you know, a lot of us tend to take for granted. And uh, every time we get a chance to comment uh, or have someone kind of, we had a, a, na a National Guard guy that came in. He had served, served 13 and now he's in the Guard. And, you know, just to have him come over and say hello and, and listen to the stories about where he's been and what he did and how he served, um, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. You know, the first thing I always tell people, you know, you may not get paid as much, uh, but I am so rich in, in the people that I've met um, because of my service, the places I've been. Uh, it really does. If you wanted to, there's there's shitheads in every occupation, um, but you really do get a chance to to meet some of the best dudes um, and the benefits that it provides. Uh, the travel that we've been able to do because of the service and the places and, and, and you know, the benefit, having a free education at a time I'm like this when education is so expensive and, and my kids can take advantage of that. I'm always going to be grateful um, for my service. It, it's paid me back more than I ever gave it. Well, I can tell you guys are handshake dudes. We're handshake dudes. And I like the old school America where it's handshake and honor. That's what I like. When a guy tells you he's going to do something, he does it. Yeah. You know, and that's what, that's what I like about motorcycles. Cause it seems like people we're involved with are that. <coughs> and that's what I like. Yeah, I think I think more often than not, that's the kind of guy that kind of gravitates towards, towards this community. Exactly. Yeah. 
Kind of, I always say, real Americans. Man. Unless you're writing a victory or something, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> uh, just had to, do it. had to do it. So, how much of a how much of a notice do we have to give Tulane Life? beers on the front step on our on our california trip anytime uh, yeah no notice no no it just well give us a little just in case we're traveling but <laughs> yes for sure all right we're gonna come up on them too we're gonna we're, right. gonna, yeah. we're gonna start <laughs> when, uh, on instagram and be like we're gonna get them <laughs> so when, let uh, when, on that um because last time there are a couple things that i took away from our first conversation was one of the comments i don't remember who made it was that you guys actually inspire us for the writing because we can't do some of that, uh, which we, we both still talk about to this day and take personally and take to heart. Uh, but the other thing is now, so if you're going to run this trip, how do you guys get across? Is it, do you have to get everyone to agree on this? Do you have to be with, I mean, or is it, should I, I not even ask? I, I know how they do it. We have, before they leave, we have to send them three two-lane life long sleeves and then go wherever well, they Well, we got their sizes, so we need to get it. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, without, without, obviously without going into like specifics or anything like that, not that it matters, but you know, for us that would go on the trip, there are certain people that we would call or certain people that we would let know that we want, that we want to do this. Um, and then, you know, the, like with anything that you, I mean, this is voluntary. We don't have to do this. We chose to be here. So there's rules, there's hierarchy and stuff like that is kind of the easiest way to put it. And, 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 and we'll have that conversation and, and get those okays. But you know, we've kind of thought about that and, and planned for that. And, and so I think we've all made the uh, connections or the choices or the, the, the preemptive talks that we need to, to be able to, to fly, uh, ride wherever we want. Well, we would it, dig that. I mean, it, it all comes down to communication, you know, like they would say, and it's not um, like, I personally don't think it's like a permission thing. It's more of a, you know, just just like anything else, if there's enough heads up that says like, "Hey, look, like I'm gonna be leaving from here, going here this, you know, this time, blah blah blah," it works out. You know, but so, a, part, it, part yeah. it's just, uh, a part of it is, is uh, accountability within our own with our own clubs. Uh, you know, you're not just thinking about yourself. Um, if, if the premise of a club is to operate as a family unit at its core. Or, you know, so you want them to know this is where I'm gonna be. If if, they, if you get in a motorcycle accident and and you're by yourself. Right. You know, you want them to be able to say, well, he was supposed to be here and he didn't make it. So that's part of it. It's not if you watch the Discovery Channel, they make it something sinister. But yeah, <laughs> but not. really, it's it's accountability. It's the respect of the hierarchy. Yeah. And it's a, in the MC culture. It's it's more or less, you know, it's polite. You just don't show up to somebody's neighborhood unannounced. Right. You know? So that's that's all it is. Yeah. Well, that would be super for us to see you guys out here. And, uh, when, are, when are we leaving, Jim? Uh, so it'll be that first weekend in September, I'll be at my nationals and then we'll meet up after that, probably in Kansas city. So September 5th is about when we'll start six somewhere in there. And then, you know, we have Kansas city, Missouri and Oklahoma lined up and then not much after that. So we're is just going to start heading West. What about Dur exactly. Isn't that the rally in Durango? I'm going to go to the rally. I mean, it's just a... You ever hear the Durango Four Corners? Yeah, Four Corners, yeah. Yeah. We can go anywhere we want. We're just kind of basing it on on who we can meet because we want to interview clubs 
all the way out west and, yeah. and kind of get that the good stuff recorded and we're going to film it and it's going to look like shit, but we don't care. And <laughs> so the whole idea is to get all this recorded. So 80 years from now, when there's a bunch of history geeks running around and they come across our little film, they're going to go, holy shit, look at this. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So have, you guys, guys, awesome. have you guys ever seen uh, 21 Days Under the Sky? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that is a huge inspiration for us or for me. Uh, and they got a chance to talk with uh, with somebody in there, um, Tom Fugel, who's like a, a legend in the bike scene. He's a legend in the club scene. He's just kind of one of those guys um, that transcended all of it. Uh, you know, he built just these badass choppers. He was, you know, this great club brother and kind of this this innovator uh and in no way do we think we're on that level <laughs> but like like jim said if we can make a, a a shitty version of that that kind of captures some more clubs um because obviously 21 days wasn't just about you know just about clubs there was some great chopper stuff in there guys riding and, and building and wrenching and stuff like that but if we can take that and talk to historical clubs that have been around 30 years 40 years 50 years or whatever and and, and ha- again have that narrative that to us just be something so cool to to capture and and you know with with their permission be able to to print or or, or edit and then and then produce some of that stuff you know Kirpius? he was he was on 21 days under the sun oh okay he was on the set at harley when we were doing all our in that whole thing. he actually works for harley now photographer <laughs> but he's the guy that's always on the chopper with the camera oh and then oh, the nice. movie yeah oh. So would you guys be, as you're doing that, traveling with some camera gear and, and uh, audio equipment to record that? Or what's your what's your deal with that? I, I kind of nerd out about that stuff. Audio uh, equipment? What? <laughs> we have iPhones and GoPros. Hey, fuck it. It all works. Uh, iPhones, iPhones and GoPros. Good shit. iPhones and GoPros. And then maybe, I guess, maybe depending on what we're able to get, we'd really like to be able to stop and do – um, very, you know, short couple minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever interviews, um, with people about why they love riding, why they love being in the clubs, what some of their favorite shit is around their area and stuff like that. And then be able to, to edit that together into something that shows us riding, talking with these people. And like I said, it's all about promoting that, that good shit. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not going to sit around a campfire and sing Kumbaya. We understand that motorcycle clubs are a little bit different for that, but again, just the, there's so much good out there that I think it's missed. Well, that's why you guys started this whole thing, you yep. know, is to to kind of explore that, show people the other side of it. It's not this whole stigma that you know some people have with it. You know, we got a we got a mixed bag of fruit too that that I really appreciate of it too because we got we have one percenters from all over the country. We have ninety nine guys. We have independent guys. Um, you know, just giving their account of the community. It's not just club stuff. It's it's biker shit in general, right? Yeah. You know, which is which is what I really appreciate it. Hey, the whole shout time. out to Montucky on behalf of Jace. Just uh, <laughs> there you go. so hey, I think this is a good spot to wrap it up, um, dude. All three of you guys, thank you guys so much for taking the time uh, to just fucking hang out and bullshit with us tonight. It it really does mean a lot to us. This was just as fun as last one, probably even more fun. Hell yeah. And I'm Gosh. glad we got Josh on here to give him some props for the killer editing yep, that yep. he does for you guys. Um, and Josh is also the voice behind the camera when you guys are doing your lives. He's the guy reading, yeah. reading all the comments for us. Yes, yes that's the one. Yep. So, so hey, 
and what we usually say is, "Hey, we'll see you down the road." <laughs> we'll see you down the road. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna hashtag that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey guys, um, again, we appreciate it. Don't forget to check uh, both of our projects out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, two Lane Life, the number two Lane Life, no spaces. Yep. Because there's no room for error. Right. Um, <laughs> and then obviously four for the road. You know where you know you know where this is at. You know what you're yeah. doing here. Uh, and then if you are on uh, YouTube or Spotify, check the link below. Go check their stuff out. They're they're doing great shit for the community. So again, guys, thank you so much for your time. And then uh, as Lance says, we'll see you down the road. Thanks, dude. See you.